Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. The spirit that we praise down is the spirit that enables us to overcome. You're here this morning, you're streaming online. Please know that the spirit of God is upon this house been witnessed by the responsiveness of worship, and I want to lead you into the Holy of Holies with the preaching. I want to bring revelation, understanding, illumination to your life to help you on the journey. With any journey, there could be obstacles. Any journey, there could be setbacks. It's commonplace in our automobiles to have a spare tire in case you get a flat. So things on the journey could happen. But thankfully, we have a church, a community, in case I get a flat tire. Oh, let me, haven't even started preaching yet, folks. That's good stuff. In case I have a setback, in case I have a misunderstanding, in case I get a bad report, if you've flown, you know that they always say, hey, we don't anticipate it, but in the event, you need your life vest, you have it just in case. There are things in life that are there just in case. We have health insurance, life insurance, home insurance, just in case. And so in your walk with God, you have to have assurance and protocols just in case. And this church is a community of people to help you, to love you, to support you, to hug you, just in case. I thank God for the people of God. Amen. Man. I feel like I should have saved that for the heart of my message. That was powerful. But the Lord just streamlined it to me. Amen. While you're standing, 1 John. Amen. I'd like to welcome back Nathan. God bless Brother Nathan Zavala. Amen. His employment, tour of duty, and his wife welcomes him back probably more than we do. Amen. So God bless you, my friend. I got to hug your neck this morning. It's good to see your smiling face. And you're home safe with your family. And congratulations to you both on the bright future here and several months ahead of you. Amen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Praise God. First John chapter 1, 
again, just for clarification, I take all my preaching, all my doctrinal positions, all my salvation views from the King James Version. Most all religions believe that is the most closely translated. But this morning, because of the wording and the phraseology, I think it would help you. I'm reading from the, the Good Word translation. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we've heard from Christ and are reporting to you. God is light, and there isn't any darkness in Him. If we say we have relationship with God and yet live in the dark, we're lying. We aren't being truthful. But if we live in the light in the same way that God is in the light, we have a relationship with each other. And the blood of his son Jesus cleanses us from every sin. There's a correlation there. There's a parallel drawn from dark to lightness. I'm going to preach to you our final series message here is renewed in community. Renewed community. Heavenly Father, help me once again. I stand humbly and sensitive to the Spirit this morning that I would flow. The words of heaven, God, would speak through me. Your people will open and receive. That your people, God, will hear the voice of God. Let there be no distractions. Let us not come and go in this house, but let us sit quietly in your presence, in your holy place, as we lean into your voice on this day. Bless the hearer. Bless those that are streaming. I ask this to be so in the name of Jesus. If you receive it, would you shout amen? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You may be seated. A renewed community. When we talk about community, we talk about people. Talk about friends. We talk about relationships. I understand that initial thought of church might be getting saved, letting my sins be washed away and receiving the new birth experience, repentance and, and filling of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in Jesus' name and all these things become a new life. But as we transition from our old life into our new life, we transition from a community that knew not God, that the Bible refers to as darkness, to a community that knows God, which the Bible refers to as light. And so at the outset of my message, I want you to know it's very important who is in your community. There's something about your community that affects the trajectory of your life and maybe to some degree affects the hardships or the victories. We've all told our kids about their friends. And if you show me your friends, I will reveal the direction of your life. The community you choose should be the difference between living in darkness or living in light. I think as we get older, we think we get smarter. We think we get a little more intelligent and we figure things out. But that's not necessarily the case. And so I submit to most of you, our adults here and young adults, that maybe we need to go back to the counsel of our parents or the counsel that we gave our kids. That Be careful who you hang with. Be careful who becomes your 
best friends. Be careful with the voices that are spoken into your life. Be careful with who you share your intimate desires and decisions with. Be careful, be careful, be careful. I think we know that, but sometimes in life, I'm not sure it makes it in a residence down when it finds us in a situation where there's a fork in the road or I'm at an intersection. I'm trying to figure out what am I supposed to do. I just want to come to this church this morning and say, you know what? We need to be renewed in community. We need to assess. We need to take inventory of who is allowed to be in our life and to speak in our life to help us live a godly life. Hmm. Think about this. Does my life most resemble darkness or light? Again, in this series, the series is not meant to decide if you're lost or saved. This series is meant to renew areas of your life, to take inventory. And the longer you live for God, my assessment is if we're not careful, we go on autopilot and we serve God out of habit and routine and we lose and forget about the power and the greatness of God's spirit. We get desensitized because we move and we live in the secular world, the marketplace, and we come to ministry and to the house of God far less than probably your clock in on the clock with people that are living in darkness. The purpose of this series and this message this morning is to ask you to reconsider your community when you zoom out and open the aperture of your life. Who is in your community and what makes up who you are? So I ask you this morning to ask yourself about darkness and light. Feel I am largely a result of the people I have chosen to surround myself with. True statement. So it begs the question you can answer later in my message, who are the people that I have surrounded myself with? Who have I chosen? Who have I picked? And that begs the question that needs to be answered in my message this morning. And then about this, to do. Take an assessment of those whom you fellowship, whom you fellowship. Name the ways in which they encourage you to live in the light of truth. If you cannot name any, it might be time to find some new friends. I'm just telling you, folks, that who you hang with, in the context of my message, your community, is so vitally important to your walk with God. Who you are is largely a result of the people you have chosen to call your friends. The choice who we make to make the fellowship with is an important decision in life. I'm not going to mitigate that and trivialize that. It is very, very important. I understand I'm preaching to adults. I understand I'm preaching to established people. But we need to make sure if God is coming back, and I say it over and over again, it echoes in my spirit, for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, I preached a few weeks ago, without defect. I need to make sure that my circle of light is maintained by my relationship with God's people and God's word and God himself, and I must be in the holy of holies. And when I pull my head up out of the sand and look around as life peels off, I have to make sure that the community in which I live is a reflection of the community of the Spirit of God, the family of God, the things of God the Word of God, 
because we are all trying to get saved and stay saved. And when God comes back, I have to make sure, Brother Foster, that the influences in my life have not opened up because I've gotten a little lazy and desensitized with the things of the world. And I begin to judge my circle or my community by those that are in the world, as the Bible says, living in darkness. That's not a condescending comment. That's not a judgmental comment. But the Word of God draws a line in the sand. There is darkness and there is light. And I understand the writer says, he's taken me out of darkness, not only into his light, but into his marvelous light. He says in John chapter 10 that I'll give you life, not only life, but life more abundantly. Marvelous light, abundant life. There's something about the presence of God and the community of God that I can't get outside the presence of God. Man is intelligent. Knowledge increases at warp speed, but nobody, no generation, present, past, or yet to come, will never outmatch eternity when it comes to the Word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall never and not pass away, saith the Lord of hosts. And so I'm preaching to you about your community. Choose your friends wisely. It's been said in my opening comments, show me your friends and I'll reveal the direction of your life. Some of us today have chosen wonderful friendships that constantly encourage us and push us forward. A good friendship is a two-way street. It gives you to receive something and you give something back in community. It's a great relationship. I've always maintained in anything that a great relationship a great marriage is when both parties bless one another. You see, the church blesses you and you bless the church. Why? Because that is a community of God. He's put humanity together, Brother Foster, with the church of the living God that he's coming back. God's not coming back for buildings. He's not coming back for brick and mortar. He's coming back for people, live bodies that are breathing and believe and that has kept themselves holy and sanctified themselves from an ungodly world. And we stayed godly in spite of all the darkness. So I say to you, my friend, this morning, choose your friends wisely. And some have. However, some today, maybe you've chosen poorly and you find yourself in friendships that are harmful to you and your family. We do not have people in our life just out of happenstance. The people that are in your life is because you let them in your life. There's some connectivity on a low level or a high level. But all I'm saying, church, if we're going to stay godly and we're going to stay holy, we've got to maintain our friendships and our community in the holy of holies. We can't get that absent from God or absent from this church. And so I'm asking you to make sure that you are faithful to the house of God every Sunday morning. As I promoted groups, make sure that you have signed up for, watch this, a community group. My lesson is renewed community. And for you to guide yourself during the week in your own community, absent from something that is structured at this church, I'm simply going to say, be very careful, my friend. Be very careful. Choose wisely. Ask yourself, what is the wise thing to do? Good friendships are precious. Uh, Camaraderie and community is value. And there's people in our lives and in our community that help us when we are not in a good spot in a location. 
That's why I say thank God for the church. Because let me tell you something you really already know, but let me refresh your memory. When you are going through something and there's something in your life that life has dealt you, thank God you got a community of believers. You got a community of prayer warriors. You got a community of moms and dads. You got a community of ministry staff. You got a community of a spiritual oversight. You've got that to help you get through that valley and back on the mountaintop as quickly as possible. The goal all of every church and spiritual leadership is to get us out of the valley as quickly as possible and get us back on the mountaintop, letting us see, hey, look what the Lord hath done. I see Canaan's land. I'm in a desert, but I've got a breath of fresh air, and God's spoken to my life. Where'd you get that? I got that at the community of the church where I congregate on Sunday morning. God spoke to me, and they prayed for me in my community group on a midweek. Thank God I'm tethered to the community that loves me and that loves God and the things of God about the kingdom of God. Oh, someone shout amen. Amen. The people that we need in our life strive to surround us should be the people that embrace and keep God's commandments. Let me show you an example here of what I've put together, what your life could and should probably look like. You see, The blue represents, you can see the legend there on the right. Again, I'm not preaching, I'm not advocating to chop everybody off out of your life. That sounds a little cultish to me. And I'm not asking you to isolate. I'm not asking you to just come here and cut the world off. I'm not saying that. But I am saying as you work in life, Brother Tony, as I garner new friendships and as my friendships grow deeper and they become closer and we become more intimate in our relationship, that those people that I am leveraging in my life ought to be coming from the blue and not from outside the kingdom because greater is he that is in this house than he that is outside this house. We talk about our spirit. We talk about our kingdom, our our mind of God in us, but that is really how you live for God. When I surround myself by people, watch me now, of precious like faith. It's much easier to live for God because we have the same goal, the same purpose, the same trajectory, the same current of what we're trying to do. But when I flip-flop those and the blue becomes yellow and the yellow becomes blue, it makes it very difficult to live a godly life consistently, long-term sustainable relationship with God because I have negative influences, I have ungodly influences and scenarios and counsel and equations that don't line up with the Word of God. And if I'm tethered to the Word of God, if I've been born again, then I've got to lean into this and not lean into my own understanding that somebody else might try to weigh in that don't understand this. I'm going to say they're not educated in the spirit with this. They're not qualified to give counsel in this area. Again, understand, I'm not mitigating who they are as a person. I'm not talking in a derogatory manner or condescending at all. I'm just simply saying, when you have been born of the water and the spirit, come on somebody, and not just of the flesh, then you understand that God's ways are higher than my ways and God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And someone that's not been born of water and spirit can't understand the level that you think and that God communicates on. And sometimes we get into intercessory prayer. And we begin to flow in the spirit. I explain it this way. When you hear someone speaking in tongues in prayer, 
It's their spirit communicating to the spirit world. You say, what they say? I didn't understand what they said. That's not for you. That's a spirit talking to spirit, my friend. And that's when you get lost in travail. And that's when things happen, when you connect with the spirit outside your native tongue. Mm. And when you forsake that level of intimacy with God and you transfer that dependency to a yellow dot, hello somebody, you're going to get messed up. Again, they could be a wonderful person. But they're not, I'm going to say it this way, Brother Gustavo, they're not schooled in the spiritual things. For example, for ejemplo. Brother Gustavo is skilled and retired as a journeyman in the HVAC community, heating and air conditioning. Now, if all of a sudden this air conditioner goes out, I'm a nice guy, but I don't have the skill set and knowledge to help get this thing turned back on. That don't mean I'm a bad person. That don't mean I'm evil. You know what? I'm not skilled in that arena. You need to get him looking at that because... It looks like a square aluminum box to me. And that's all I know. But it doesn't speak to me as a bad person. So I'm telling you, just because you have some amazing friends and family, I'm not speaking to them. I'm just telling you, some of them in your life may not be schooled and connected in the spirit. So when you go through something in life and God is leading and guiding you or maybe even bringing a test in your life, And you want to get through that. You can't take godly counsel from an ungodly. Let me back up. You can't take blue counsel from a yellow person in a break room on your lunch on Monday morning. You've got to get back to someone that's skilled in the word. That this is, they're a journeyman. Hey, we understand the spirit of God because often the spirit of God does not make sense to the human eye, the human thinking process, the human reasoning, the human logic, and the, it doesn't make any sense at all because things have happened in the word of God that make no sense to the human mind because God is a lot bigger than your human mind and your thought process. So I'm just talking about community this morning. My friend, you need to get yourself positioned and walking in harmony with the word of God and work on your little community and the more blue faces you have in there the more influence of what god can will be and do in your life that you're going to succeed in this walk with god again pastors are trying to get people to heaven and until you get to heaven we got to keep you saved and we can't lull ourselves to sleep and desensitize ourselves because the world and the media and other people are saying or thinking this. No, my friend, I've got to stand up on a Sunday morning and say, hey, you better choose your friends wisely. You better make sure your community is wholesome. You better work on your blue dots. Why? Because God's a part of your future and God has earmarked you for greatness and you're not going to get that from the yellow dot people in your world. Jesus moved in his ministry, in his community of 12 people. Ordinary men who were committed to follow Jesus through the ups and downs that chose to fellowship with him. 
And I don't know if Jesus was asking a rhetorical question or he was a little caught off, but he doesn't he ask one of the disciples as he does these miracles and people start to leave and they don't come back? And he asks them the question, are you going to leave me? I think, was it Peter? He said, well, Lord, where would we go? Of course we're not going to leave you. So when you have times in your life that you feel that low, that you question and wonder, maybe you don't question because you know, but you wonder because you're in a bad spot. Does this really work? Is this really worth it? Is this a bunch of unvalidated energy that nobody really knows? And the enemy begins to whisper in your mind. The more blue dots you have in your life, my friend, the quicker you're going to stabilize your thoughts and rebound for the glory of God and get back in the ring and start slugging it out. Why? Because the devil's a liar and the enemy sows discord and his goal is to put yellow dots in your life. Our goal as a church in the kingdom of God, this community is trying to populate blue dots. So be honest with yourself. If you're curious, all you math people and you've already counted, that should be 20% yellow dots all you type A overachievers that haven't heard anything I said in the last 10 minutes because you're counting dots. Hey, get your just trust me, it's 20%, okay? I, I, I made the graphic, I know, okay? Get your mind on Jesus, let's have church. But be honest with yourself. When you look at your life, what combination of color sequence do you think you have in your life right now? It's an honest question. It's not a condemning question. You see, because you've never seen this graph, so you've never had to uh, rationalize it through the lens of this graph. So if you saw yourself up here, would there be a few more yellow dots? Would the scenario of colors flip-flop to where I'm 20% God's people and God's things and I'm 80% darkness is creeping in? Maybe you're 50-50. Maybe you're 60-40. You see, the number to me isn't as important as that you need to recognize the percentage of your community that's with God. That's why we always push, get involved, get your kids to the youth events. Get your kids in Sunday school next door. Get to a community group. Bounce in on a prayer night. Help us do something. Get involved. Why? What are you doing? You're making your world a little bigger with the things of God. You're enlarging your circle of community because you understand if any of us left to our own devices and the colors flip-flop, we're going to gravitate towards the most powerful voices in our life and the most consistent voices in our life, and they may not be in harmony with the Word of God. It's kind of like raising a child and you hear... In the psychology world, I'm sure, Sister Danielle, that it's not wise to keep calling your kids stupid, dumb. I wish you weren't here. I should have never had you. All these arrows and piercings of negativism and just pecking, 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 pecking. And someday there's one peck that breaks the egg. And you say, wow, 
That must have been a hard bit. No, it was the 99 pecks before that that weakened the crust of the egg when that one little peck came down that you broke the egg. I'm just telling you, my friend, there's, some, there's a correlation here. If you're hearing, hearing, hearing things often from, I'm going to say, yellow circles in your life, if it's, you're not careful, you're going to lean into that because that's a constant voice in your life. That's not the community I'm preaching about. I'm preaching about the community of the kingdom, the community of God, a community group or a community service. When I look out and I zoom out, my closest friends, Brother Foster, are those that love the truth like I love it, that preach the truth like I preach it. Why? Because we synergize in the spirit. I glean from them. They glean from me. They bless me. I hope I bless them. And it's a great marriage of a relationship because our common goals and purpose for being on earth are in alignment with the word of God. It's called community. And so we find ourselves looking for people, looking for a circle of community that will help develop a strong community in my life and in my home. And in my marriage, there's times that we have to walk with others in light. You see, the thing about a renewed community is us honestly assessing how my life looks. I want you to really go inside. And my objective and assignment this morning is to get every one of us to assess the community that we have built thus far. Now, again, I don't think it would be healthy for the whole community to be blue circles. That's not healthy. But to say the majority of the people that I congregate with are blue circles. I have friends in the world that don't know God, that don't love God. Maybe I have some that haven't told me they don't believe in God, but that's not the majority of my friendships that I have. Again, nice people. I enjoy congregating and talking, etc., but they are not on the same trajectory as I am. I want them to be, and I will do my part to do that. But somewhere as I build my life up to 62 years, it is incumbent upon me to put God first. The Bible says in Matthew 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God in all his righteousness. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Is it possible? Is it possible that I don't have the desires of my heart because the color combination is flip-flop and I'm not really sought God with all my heart? God has not been the first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If I flip-flop this and there's 80% yellow faces, I got to conclude just mathematically, I don't think I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. But when I zoom out and say, God, I believe this. I've been blood-bought. My sins have already been washed away. I don't want to mess this up in midlife. I don't want to end reckless. I don't want to crash and burn. I want to be prepared with heaven. And I'm getting voices in my life. And there's people in my life, God, that is pushing me aside. And I got to get refocused. Then, yes, that's the purpose of my message is a renewed community. Renewed. And God is wanting to renew you. Now let me take this to another approach. Let me take this to another level. Let's make the assumption, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 
that this is your life on the board. Okay? This is who you are. This is God, godly people, co-worker, boss, mother-in-law. I mean, um, I mean I, I'm kidding. She's still gone, so I can get away with it. I'll have to straighten up next Sunday. Okay? Man. I'm working. And everything is good in my life, Pastor. Hey, great message. Validates I'm doing right. Okay, then this next point before I conclude is about you. Your life could be the key to renewal to someone that's in your life. Again, Great Commission, Luke 19 and 10. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. So if you are the key to renewal, somewhere in your community, somebody here might need a renewed community. It's about the Great Commission, Brother Foster. Just because I'm saved... It's not godly and biblical to think, okay, let's just put along because I'm getting to heaven no matter what. It's all about me. I got, I'm taking care. No, no, that's, that's not the gospel that he preached. Luke 19 and 10 is to seek and to save. Once we found them, we got to help them become saved, get saved, and we got to help them stay saved. And so maybe you have your life all put together and things are great, then I'm preaching to you in my closing minutes. And I want you to listen to me for a moment as a pastor. That you could possibly be the key to renewal in someone else's life. That you could be that bridge the catalyst, the lifeline that God has put you in their life. Stay with me for a minute. Keyboard can come, but listen to this. Let's assume we flip-flop these, and this is your friend's life. Okay? Probably if your friend's an unbeliever, they're going to have almost all yellow faces on the board. Flip the colors in your mind, but this is your friend. These are now yellow. These are now blue. Okay? Maybe they had a grandmother that prayed for them. Maybe they had an aunt that passed away that knew God. But watch this. Maybe they have you. And you are the possibility in their life to help them renew their community. To help them understand that there's a greater power beyond you. There's a greater power that's subject to God's power, Romans tells us. So I'm preaching to two different scenarios here this morning. This is you. You've done well. But just because I've done well, Brother Foster, doesn't mean I'm off the hook of a message. I don't get a free pass. Every message applies to every one of us. 
if you'll accept it. Well, my life is like that, Pastor. I'm doing good. Okay, well, then maybe flip-flop, and you are the blue dot and a bunch of yellow dots of a life. And God's saying, hey, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. You are the key to renew their community. Ah. So, Brother Philip, no matter where it falls, I'm on one of these pages no matter what. Personally, I feel my life is pleasing to God, and I live in a community that honors God. So the few yellow dots in my life need to know more about God. Joe, if you're watching, God told me to help you. You see, you guys haven't met Joe. The foster, he lives in Donaldsonville, Georgia, South Rural, Georgia. I lived two years in Tallahassee, Florida, and I met Joe. In the building that I managed, the print shop was an insurance company, and Joe was an insurance agent there. And Joe and I became fast friends. Joe wasn't raised like me, and I wasn't raised like Joe. Two years there, we moved back to California, and I left Joe and his wife, Debbie. That's where they're from, South Georgia, Bainbridge area. And I lost track of Joe. And Joe, if you're watching, you understand what I'm saying. Joe inboxed me a couple of years ago during COVID. Introduced himself, and I recognized. We exchanged phone numbers and private message on Facebook. We began to talk about Jesus. To my surprise, he told me, I watch your service. Really, Joe? They have TV in South Georgia? Sorry, Joe. I know you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> and so we were planning our road trip to just kind of disconnect. You know, we went three weeks in March and we flew into St. Louis and flew out of the Blairs in Ontario or Orlando, rather. And I told Joe, and he's retired now, has a pontoon boat, fishes all the time. I hate you, Joe. That's a joke, too. I said, Joe, I'm, on a plan, I'm working on a road trip, and I, I want to come by, and uh, I want to see you and Debbie. Okay, Ashley's 38. We left when she, she was one. I hadn't seen Joe for 37 years. Talking about a yellow dot. I'm talking about a renewed community, Brother Tim. So we get down into South Georgia, and I'm driving. We're coming down from Savannah. Joe says, Tom, we're getting on a Wednesday. I said, Joe, I can come probably Wednesday night, stay all day Thursday. Let's go fishing. I got to leave Friday morning. I got to head down to Jacksonville. Yeah, Tom, come, come. I want you to come. He's an old Southern boy with a slow Southern drawl, Brother Leroy. You guys sound identical. And he posts all this incredible comfort food from the South. 
I was raised on that. My mother's from Louisiana. So I would text him. I said, Joe, when I come see you, I just want to go fishing and I want you to cook for me. That's all I want from you after 37 years. Tom, whatever you want, man, I'll cook. Will you just tell me? I mean, all kinds of southern comfort food. As I was there, I said, Joe, i got to be honest with you. If I never moved from Tallahassee, I'd probably weigh 500 pounds by now. He goes, no, you can't eat this every day. <laughs> Good to know. So we're wa- he's watching since last summer, I believe. Tells me I watch every day. He said, I told my Baptist friend, we're real strong Southern Baptists in South Georgia, I told my Baptist friend, I watch yours. And he goes, oh, I didn't know you were a Pentecostal. He goes, I didn't know I was either until I started watching their church. He goes, I like it. I preached something a few months back, and he texted me. He said, Tom, I want to know more about that Holy Ghost you preached about. Joe, you watch? I watch every Sunday. Joe, I know you're watching. I just want to show you the God connection that we have. That we met in 1984. Fast forward to 2022. Talking about a community. I said, Joe, when I get there, I'm going to tell you about the Holy Ghost. Get there and told my wife, I don't want to feel like I'm all preaching on him. I'm supposed to be like on a three-week sabbatical. Don't want to go all preacher on him. I said, I, I don't know. What do you, I, I'm not going to bring it up unless he does. I, I, I mean, I want to, but I don't know. I'm just going to have to weigh it out. So we had dinner with him, I think, Wednesday night. We went to his house. He took us out on the pontoon boat and we kind of zoomed all around and get back to the house. We sit down on the couch. He says, Tom, now tell me about this Holy Ghost. His wife's there. I said, Joe, I was hoping you would ask. I begin to tell him about the new birth experience and the Holy Ghost. And you know, I prayed with him. I want to say he received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I really want to say that it didn't happen to Brother Tim, but I said, Joe, we got to get you saved with the Spirit of God and speak with new tongues. So I got home and did a few things, and I just mailed him a week ago. I mailed him a place prepared for you, and I mailed him a little pamphlet of baptism and Holy Ghost from True Kids. So there's three documents in there. I didn't even write a note. I just mailed it. That's what guys do, huh? Hey, put any. No, he knows it's coming. <laughs> But don't you want to say, no, I don't want to say nothing. Just put a stamp on Let's get this gone. When he opens it up, he'll say, oh, yeah, Tom was going to send me this. So I text him this week. I said, Joe, I sent that to you. You may have already got it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything, but I did send you two kids brochures. But Brother Gustavo Aguirre, where are you? Stand up for just five seconds. This is Brother Gustavo. I referenced you. I said, I did everything I could for a young man in our church to get the Holy Ghost, and I was just striking out. So I said, you know, you need to go to the kids' program, and maybe you could get the Holy Ghost because, man, I don't have enough power, I guess. And Brother Gustavo, he said, okay, Pastor. So he goes to True Kids, and I'm preaching, and he finishes, and he comes back over, and he goes, Pastor, guess what? And I'm thinking, 
oh my goodness, I already know. I got the Holy Ghost in, in the kids' program. Man! So I told him your story. is why I said maybe the words make more sense. I don't know, but to Brother Gustavo's credit, he came back with the Holy Ghost, and I tried for months. We were at a prayer, Brother Foster, we were, and he was, Brother Gustavo was out here on the sidewalk. He, okay, God bless you guys, and we're going to be, maybe it was a Wednesday, we're going to say, oh, everybody have a good week. Brother Gustavo, did you get the Holy Ghost? No. Lift up your hands right now. So we went apostolic. We all got it, huh, Brother Foster? I don't know if you remember that. It's nighttime. We're out there. In the name of Jesus. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Did you get the Holy Ghost? Nope. All right, well, then just go on home. We'll try this on Sunday. And that's when I told him to go to the kids' program. I mean, all the guys are around him, and we're anointed. We're, we're, man, we got the claw on him. Man, we're, sh- we're shaking him. We're rubbing his back. We're patting his belly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. But I'm serious. We did that unto God. I, I just can imagine the 15 South people. What in the world? Nine on, yeah, there's a robbery at the church in front. Eight guys surrounded one guy. He don't stand a chance. We're trying to help him get the Holy Ghost. Anyway, let me go back, and I got to quit. I got to quit. So I just sent that to Joe. I felt I needed a little disclaimer why I sent kids material with an adult booklet. He goes, yeah, Tom, I get it. No problem. And I'm expecting Joe to become a blue circle in my life. Joe, I'm believing for you, friend. And if you'll get alone with God, if you'll read and you'll open your heart, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Joe. I believe it. This is right for your life. And I'm going to help renew Joe and Debbie's community. I know we're probably 2,000 miles apart, but the spirit is quick, man. So as I conclude this series here, again, you need to change your community or you need to change your community. Change the circles in your life into blue circles and then go get more yellow circles or maybe really I'm preaching to more people that need to work on yellow blue circles how do you do that you get in a community group you make friends you invite someone over for dinner they invite you over for dinner you guys in the summer you take your kids and you go to the beach you invite you you barbecue there's a lot of ways to bring blue dots into your life. We've got a church of 300 people. There's 300 blue dots. If you need blue dots, I can give you blue dots. And so you can live in the flow of the Spirit and your whole world changes and it becomes renewed. Could you stand with me this morning as I'm going to bless you with a prayer? My first call is to you that need a renewed community. That you feel like you floated along in the peripheral with too many yellow circles. And God has spoken to you in this message to begin to turn the circles blue. 
That's my first call for this altar. That you will hear the voice of God and you will answer the call of God and let this message challenge you to good works. And then my second call of my prayer is that maybe there's some yellow circles in your life that God has orchestrated you and appointed you for such a time as this to turn those circles blue. And then you go get another yellow circle. That affects all of us. Let me pray for us and I'm going to open the altars and if you need anointing, you want anointing, you want a fresh touch. Maybe you feel like your strength from yesterday is gone and you need a brand new touch. Well, then this altar calls for you. Maybe you've assessed the dots in your community and you realize the color sequence is out of balance. Then this altar call is for you. Listen to the voice of God. Obey the voice of God. And watch what God won't do in your life in the very near future. I'm prophesying into your life. I'm giving you a prophetic word into the future. But all you got to do is receive, react, and respond. That's all you have to do. And God says, yes, this message is so. Heavenly Father, we ask you this morning that you would touch the hearts of your people. That God, our community of renewal is forever present. It lies ahead of us and before us and that we will pick it up and embrace it. We will hear the word of the Lord and we will do something with the word of the Lord this morning. I speak prophetically into the lives of the hearers today, present and online. Archive versions, those that hear this message, God, will be impacted by the prophetic word of a renewed community. Let the Spirit of God leave from me and rest upon hearers today. I command it, I believe it, I exercise apostolic authority. In the name of Jesus, we do these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.